Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. As always, we have another super amazing guest for you this week. We have Liz Dawn. Liz is the CEO and co-founder of Mishka Productions and Celebrate Your Life events. Over 25 years ago, facing a turning point in her life, Liz Dawn packed up her apartment and headed down towards her mum's house in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so the journey began. Working as an actress in the theatre and on television for several years, securing consistent parts in LA was extremely difficult. So Liz took a two-month hiatus and joined her mum in Arizona. Completely exhausted and underweight, she collapsed for the first three weeks and then so did the rest of Los Angeles after a devastating earthquake struck. Determined to return to LA after getting some much needed rest, Liz found herself resisting the journey back despite missing the man she had left behind and her passion for acting. She took on some part-time work at a friend's esoteric bookshop because she knew she had to do something to get her energy in motion. Shortly after, the owner asked Liz if she would organize an evening seminar with James and Sally Redfield authors of the Celestine Prophecies. Liz, despite not knowing anything about hosting events, said yes to the opportunity. Over 1,400 people attended and was a phenomenally successful event. Now, I'm sure you're very curious. There is more to this story. So now it's time to tune into this one very incredible human being. Enjoy. Well, today we have another amazing guest for you. We have the lovely Liz Dawn, all the way from Arizona. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I am so excited. So the way we start with the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to share her unique story. So Liz, tell us, what inspired you to do what you do today? Well, Okay, well, let me just share with your listeners what I do. I am, and it sounds so official, but it's really not that official. I'm the CEO and co-founder of a company called Mishka Productions and Celebrate Your Life Events. And for the past 25 years, we have been creating powerful, life-changing live events, retreats, and summits with some of the greatest spiritual teachers of our time. So we create events, we're we're branded under Celebrate Your Life events, 
and most people know us for our Celebrate Your Life conference or our Celebrate Your Life retreat or our um, International Women's Summit. And so we've been doing this for 25 years. So I've been working with people such as Dr. Bruce Lipton, the late and great Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, Greg Braden, Marianne Williamson, Anita Morjani, and these are just a few of the people that you can know. Well, no longer Wayne, you can't see in person, but everybody else has been featured at our events all these years. And we travel around the country creating these awesome soul fests. I love the whole uh, soul fest. I, there's, I've just got this big vision on uh, all these beautiful souls from all over the world getting together in this one event. Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens. People travel from all over the globe to attend our events. And I think the beauty of it is that people meet one another and can have those thought-provoking conversations and feel safe in a nurturing, safe environment because you're surrounded by like-minded people. And the conversations are conversations that we long to have every day of our lives, but yet it's hard to find our soul tribe. So when you come to a Celebrate Your Life event, you're really amongst your people, your soul tribe. Mm, I love it. Liz, I'd just like to um, maybe go back a little bit. Uh, before we came on the show, you talked a little bit about how you got to where you got to and maybe tell them a little bit about your history. Do you want to share that story with them? Absolutely. This is such a, a wild story and I can't believe that I was actually living it. And at the time I was living it, I didn't realize the magic that was unfolding before me. I was living in Los Angeles at the time and I was an aspiring actress. I'd done a lot of regional theater. I'd fallen on my butt a lot as an actress. I'd learned how to waitress very well. And I started to, um, I started to develop a really severe eating disorder where I was losing weight rapidly. There was nothing physically wrong. And so my mom and I were on the phone one day and she lived in Scottsdale, Arizona. And she said to me, you know, Liz, why don't you come home, uh, you know, come to me for a little bit of a rest. Let's get you some, you know, to a good therapist. Let's find out, let's get to the bottom of this. So I left LA, I packed my stuff up. I figured, okay, I'll spend, you know, a few weeks with her and a few weeks ended up to be over 25 years now that I've been in Arizona. So what happened was, is of course I've got help and I got, you know, I was healed through this whole process. And I remember not being able to get an acting job. And I was a pretty well-seasoned actress by this point. I did a lot of traveling and did regional theater. And so my mom said to me, you know, a friend of mine is in need of some help in her bookstore. And she owned a spiritual bookstore. And my mom has always been into spiritual things. So although we were brought up Jewish with a conservative Jewish background, she was always a little bit ahead of her time in terms of learning all things spiritual. So when I was about 16, she had handed me Ram Dass's book, Be Here Now, and I just loved it. And, and, and so it went from there. So we both had a love for all things spiritual. So I went to work in this bookstore for $4.50 an hour. <laughs> and one day the owner turned around and said to me, listen, I want to do an event. She knew I had event experience when I lived in Los Angeles. She said to me, I want to do an event. 
and I want to bring in this author. I think his book is going to be really big. And she handed me the book. I went home and read it. And I came back the next day and I said, you know what? I will do the event for you. Well, the book was The Celestine Prophecy. And the author, of course, is James Redfield. And this was in 1994 before like, he, he really made it big. And it was just on the cusp when he was signing a contract with Time Warner. At the time, Time Warner was the big spiritual publishing house. So we did the event and there was standing room only. About 1,500 people showed up for this evening lecture with James Redfield. So we did the event and then I was getting ready to, you know, maybe go back to Los Angeles when I got a phone call from James's wife, Sally. And Sally had just been published by Time Warner as well with the Celestine Meditations. And she said to me, I really want you to do an event for me. And I said, well, what do you mean? I'm, I'm not working at the bookstore anymore. I don't really know how to do this on my own. And she said, yes, you do, Liz. Please, please do the event. So I turned to my mom. I said, mom, Sally wants me to do the event, but I don't know what I'm doing. So my mom, in her infinite, infinite wisdom, said to me, you know, let me let me loan you a few hundred dollars here and let's see if you can get this going. So she loaned me some money. I went and got a venue and she set up a phone line for me. I was living in her two bedroom townhouse at the time, which doubled as her psychotherapy practice. <laughs> my mother was a classical musician and a psychotherapist. So I went to place an ad in the newspaper for this event that we're doing with Sally Redfield and the um, ad advertising man said to me, well, what's the name of your company? And I said, company? I said, well, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> so we had just had to put our family dog to sleep. And our family's dog's name was Mishka. So I thought, okay, let's honor Mishka. And so that's how the name Mishka Productions came around, the name of the company. Well, at this point, I still didn't realize, okay, I'm, I'm, we're starting a business here. And in the same moment, my mom was also kind of volunteering and helping me with the organization because I had no skills at organizing or taking the money or how to count the tickets. I just knew how to put it together. And I knew how to get the word out there about it. For some reason, PR came very naturally to me. I, I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> so fast forward, after we did that event, standing room only, I then got a phone call from someone who knew Carlos Castaneda. And I'm sure you're familiar with who Carlos Castaneda is. Yes. And he was going public. And so we called his agency and said, we'd like to do an event here in Arizona. And really from that moment on, it just snowballed. And, and, and I looked at my mom and I said to her, you know, I really don't know what I'm doing with certain things. Why don't you leave your practice and the two of us work together? And so that's what we did. And that's what we did until um, 2009 when she transitioned into spirit. However, she is always ever present around me. <laughs> and of course, I continued the business. I know that's exactly what she would definitely want me to do. And today, I, I can't even count how many events we've done in 25 years, but we are celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. Wow. What an achievement. Yeah. And Liz, you you actually worked with your natural superpowers, I call them, your natural talent. 
Well, you know, I guess so. <laughs> I didn't know that I had that. I didn't realize that, well, I have this ability and I have this ability to um, just make things happen and just organically put these programs together. And the way I do that, and I, and I didn't realize it until this year when somebody asked me how, what my process was, is that I have always visualized it first. Like if someone says to me, hey, let's do a conference or let's do this. I already have it visualized in my mind. I've seen it. I have felt it. I've put the whole thing together. And my intuition and all of my guidance has to be in alignment with it, if that makes any sense. Yes. Like I can't create an event unless it drops in. So, so, so for instance, if, if someone comes to me and says, you know, I want to do an event for business and finance. Well, I would probably have a very difficult time visualizing that and feeling it and dropping into it intuitively. I don't, when someone says, because it's not my passion, it's not my direction. Mm. And it does, it wouldn't feel right to me, you know, intuitively, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't be a hit for me. So when I, when I start any event, I've dreamt it first, I've created, it's all happened in my imagination. I've imagined it first. And then I've, I've felt it. I get the feeling for it. So I know how to put all the pieces together. So once I've done that, and, and, and it's really funny because once I walk into an event physically, it's like, I've already done it. I'm, I'm like, well, I've done this event already. <laughs> I've been there, done that, you know, because it also already happened within my imagination in my mind. I've already created it. The experience has already happened. So you've never really had to put yourself out there. So for example, we have a lot of listeners who are entrepreneurs and, and in business, and they always talk about, you know, having a marketing strategy and a marketing plan and so forth. But it sounds like for you, you imagined it first, you were able to visualize it, feel it. And, but I, but it comes to you first too. Is that correct? It comes to you with a yeah. dream or comes to you, somebody says, hey, Liz, can you do my event? I'd love to have you, uh, you know, manage my event. So it's, it's just, it just really comes to you, correct? Well, sort of. So for instance, we are doing an event in August and this is the first time I'm announcing it, but we're doing an event in August <laughs> in a place called Skamania, Skamania Lodge, which is along the Columbia River in, um, on the Washington side of the Columbia River. So I've been there. I've done the event before at Skamania Lodge and what I do so I know the venue. And so I have to visualize all the pieces coming together. So for instance, I will sit and see the lodge, visualize it and think about who I see on stage. So I put the pieces together. Oh, does this person feel right? No, that's not quite a fit for it. Okay, let's take another person and put them in there. Does that feel right? No, not so much. Or yes, it does. Or, oh, this combination feels good. And then I have sort of create the experiences mm. and like, okay, how is the check-in going to go? How is the, um, yeah. So it all happens in my mind first. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to, you know how I can explain it. You're a great <laughs> manifester, Liz. I'm listening to you going, wow, you're a well, super amazing manifester. But, but this is what I did when I was an actress. So the way I would approach a role is, is no different. So if, if, if I had the script, um, 
oh, I don't know, let's say I was doing a 1940s radio hour, for instance. I did that show. So once I got the script, I would sit and actually the whole thing would unfold in my imagination first because I had the script in front of me, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I do for my events is like the script is in front of me. I know what I want to do. I'll get a hit like, okay, I want to do something in at, at Skamania or I want to do something in Sedona or we want to do something in Chicago. I've got to put it together in my mind first before anything happens. And then we go to work on putting the pieces together. Mm. Now, I'm not going to say to you this has happened easily and flawlessly all these years, not even by a long shot. There were years and years and years of hustle, hustle, hustle. And I learned how to do my own PR in the beginning. You know, I'm talking in the 90s before we had um, what they call now influencers and bloggers and bloggers and podcasts and all kinds of things on, on online. I learned how to do um, PR old school. So I would actually figure my way into getting into the you know early drive show radio stations and then the top newspapers in the area and just call journalists or call producers or call the morning um you know tv shows and and really that that that's i was very blessed and a lot of those doors opened for me because it was a time when no one was really doing this it was a time when this was fresh and new and like we, we whispered about it in the corners now, not so much, which is such a blessing that we're not, we're not whispering about spirituality and all things spiritual in the corners anymore. Um, you know, we, we have a bigger voice, so it's, it's definitely easier, but that's really how I started. And now we do have, you know, marketing plans and I've got somebody who does the marketing and all the other stuff that has to go into it because it is a different, it's a different market right now. You know, because we've got so much, we're, and we're being bombarded a lot on the internet. So we, we do have to have more um, strategies in place than I did at the beginning, which is interesting. <laughs> you'd think you'd have it more in the beginning and later on, not so much, but I had very little business strategies in the beginning. As a matter of fact, almost none. <laughs> it's interesting because yeah. I, I was just speaking about it just the other day with another guest in regards to, uh, by the way, as you were talking, something dropped in, build it and, and they will come. So it's what, it's kind of the picture I got for, for you, you, yeah. uh, cause you were visualizing, you were building it in your mind and then they will come as in the speakers will then you will line your speakers and they will come. Yeah, I always hope so. You know, I always pray. It's like, okay, angels and God, you know, yeah. I'm doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this, and, and this is truly, you know, one of the things that I continued to do when I started the business is that I continued to say yes. I continued to say yes. I absolutely was devastated when my acting career started to um, fizzle out and I couldn't get acting gigs. I was absolutely devastated because that's the only thing that I ever thought would ever make my heart sing and make me happy. Um, I'm not one of these, you know, corporate type of personalities so I didn't know what I was going to do. My, 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 my life really, really fell apart for a while, like seriously fell apart. So I don't want your listeners to think, oh, it was so easy. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I struggled a great deal. Mm. I struggled a lot. Yeah. But I think it's also what you, what you and I were talking about beforehand. It's, it's, we, we sometimes have this vision of what our life is going to, um, you know, play out like for example you want to be an actress and and sometimes we get fixed in that mindset that this is how it's all going to play out and sometimes God has a, a bigger plan for us sometimes it's about 
um, you know, looking and listening to those resistance as well, because I think I see that a lot that people just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and not listening to the science. It's when you let go of the resistance, just allow it to flow through. It's amazing. I mean, that's what you've done. You've allowed this to come through, even though there was a level of, I really want to be an actress. Um, you did allow this to come through. You know, I know some people that struggle to be an actor or actress, for example, for many, many years before they decide this is not for me, instead of listening to the signs right up ahead of time. What do you think? Well, I I can't say that I that I did it smoothly and easily. I kind of went kicking and screaming, Catherine. Okay. <laughs> I was not a happy camper that I was not getting you know, cast in, in things. And I was, I was very sad and very devastated. And my mom said something to me. She said, you know, Elizabeth, she used to call me Elizabeth. She, she, she turned to me one day and said, you know, Elizabeth, let's just get your energy moving. Let's just go in this direction and let's see what happens. Well, if I didn't take that job in that bookstore, if I didn't say yes at that moment, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now That's right. because that's really how it started because I got to know James and Sally Redfield. And then then somebody else came into the picture and and what what i what unfolded for me is that i fell deeply deeply in love with what we were doing like deeply in love like my my heart and my soul just was cracked wide open mm. like holy i don't know if i'm supposed to say any curse words here but no, go, for holy, it, go for it okay i mean it was really like a holy shit moment mm -hmm. like Oh my goddess, this is pretty damn orgasmic. This is really wonderful. And then every event, even even now, 25 years later, yes, it's it's difficult. And yes, you put your stuff out there and it's like, oh, is this gonna go or not? And the experience, that's what keeps me going. These live events where we all come together and people come from all over the world, from Australia, the UK, from the Netherlands. We've had people come from Japan and China. And well, no, yes, we did have two people come from China once. Sorry, do you remember that? So all over the world, they come for these programs. And what happens is magic. And every single event is different. They all have a different energy. And I never, ever thought there would ever be anything that would make my heart sing as much as acting did. Oh, wow. And so it's saying yes. And then I kept saying yes again. And then I kept saying yes again and again. And so I, and I just, and I watched how it was very interesting how the, the it, it really felt divinely guided, even though divine to me, divinely guided does not mean, oh, it's just going to be, you know, skipping down the yellow brick road. Uh-huh. No, no, no. <laughs> There's going to be some challenges along the way. Mm. And I had, to, I had to learn when to walk away from certain projects that I was getting a, either a lot of resistance from. So I've, I've sort of had to learn that a little bit better. And sometimes I, I'm successful, sometimes I'm not, you know, in terms of listening to that inner voice and that inner wisdom. How does resistance uh, show up for you, Liz? How does resistance show up? 
I mean, because sometimes people get the, the the external of obviously the external situations where you know the, things are not coming to them very easily. Um, others is a, it's it's a bodily sensation. So there's a resistance that um, you know intuitively I should not be going ahead with it, but they go ahead with it and then they struggle. And then so for you, how do you um, how does your resistance sorry show up for you? I think a lot of drama will be involved. Mm. So I'll notice that there's a lot of like little dramatic situations popping up. And I, I have to pay attention to what that what that means. Like, oh, this contract didn't go well, or, or this person thought I said this, but I really said this, or the communication is really off. And, or, 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 or it, it's not unfolding the way I had, envisioned it to unfold does that make sense oh yeah like absolutely. like yeah I'll, I'll have a conversation with someone and I'll say the sky is is certainly blue out today and they'll hear oh no the sky is really black mm. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's yeah that's how I guess if you want to call it resistance but that's that's sort of my signs like yeah. oh I'm not sure yeah. Yeah. And it's really important. And I always say that it's really important to listen to the signs. I think that nowadays it's, you know, everything's very fast paced and we don't slow down or pause long enough to look and listen or feel the signs. And I think that, you know, if we were just to tune into, and I was just having this conversation with Martha Beck actually about um, how some, uh, I was talking about my time in Hawaii, that the people are so. Uh, driven by the land so for example there was a tremor uh and and I was like I had a holy shit moment oh my gosh there was a a, like a tremor and but the bed was shaking across the room um and but the locals were like that's Pele that's we we we're happy when she was you know rumbling but when she does a rumble that's when we get concerned so they're so connected to the land um so connected to the (laughs) earth whereas we're completely the opposite Right. Mm. I mean, it, it, it does take, and, and listen, I still get caught up in it too, of the hurry, the hurry, the rush, the rush, the rush. And I have to really practice mindfulness and mm. slow myself down and remember my meditation practice and go back to that and go back to basics, yeah. go back to basics, no matter how much we study. It's like, oh, okay. I have to go back to basics. We have to keep practicing. Mm. We have to keep practicing those tools and all of those things that we know keeps us balanced, keep, keeps us centered. It's just like a classical pianist. My mother was a classical pianist. She practiced. She was an extremely accomplished pianist, but she practiced mm, yeah. every day, every day. Mm, it, is a, it is a daily practice. Well, it's a muscle that you have to build up. It's like any muscle in the body. There are mental muscles that we have to keep. You know, I call it emotional discipline. Mm. Love or it. spiritual discipline, yeah. Mm. I mean, as you're saying that, I'm I get up at quarter past four uh, every morning to meditate. Uh, but when you were saying muscle, I was like, oh, there's not an ounce of muscle in my body because I've got to get into the physical element. It's a balance between physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. 
and it, it, it's not just about doing one or the other. I think it's it's a, it's a holistic approach. And Absolutely. I think also you don't have to be so hard on um, yourself for those that are listening right now. Uh, meditation could be you could be walking through a beautiful park and have a meditative experience. You don't have to be sitting there like a Zen master, you know, cl- tuning out for an hour and a half. You can still fit it in. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. So Liz, and we don't have to get oh, up at 4.15 in the morning because that's not going to happen for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that's the only, well, I think for me it's, and it's not for everybody, but I'm a morning person. I go to bed at 8.30 at night, so let me explain. I do go to bed at 8.30 at night. My son tells me I'm probably the only person in the world that goes to bed that early. And I said, no, I'm sure there's all the children in the world that are asleep at the same time as me. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So uh, I do go to bed early, but I am a morning person. I function better in the mornings. And we all have to go with what our rhythm, you know, our, our own rhythm. We all have our own personal rhythm. Absolutely. So, Liz, I'm curious, during your adventurous life, your adventurous journey, what has been some or the greatest lesson learned thus far? Oh, wow. Pay attention. Absolutely to pay attention, meaning pay attention to the signs, to what's happening, to how things are unfolding, to pay attention to whether you're getting a lot of resistance in a certain area. Is it time to, you know, shift and change and move in a different direction? And being tenacious, Mm. being tenacious. That's one of my, uh, it comes naturally for me. And I know a lot of people, it doesn't. So for those of you that that doesn't come naturally and you're going after something in your life, devote at least two to three hours to it every day. You know, if it's a business or an entrepreneur and, and, and you're looking to start a business, you know, have a balance, of course, but don't give up. Be tenacious with your dreams. Because my feeling is, is that if you have a passion for something, if you have a soul's calling for something there's a reason for that there's a reason that's been inspired into your soul Mm, I do love that I love that and I think that's um one of those things that it takes time like you were saying you've been in business for 25 years and somebody may look at you and what you do and and just be in awe like me I'm in absolute awe in what you do uh, but for me, let's say I've only been in business for 10 years and those that are starting out and those that are listening to the show, they might be in business only for 12 months. And what I see play out is they compare themselves with other people. You know, they aspire to be like someone like you, for example, or someone like Anita Mujani, whatever that may be. But they don't look at how long, and like you said, it wasn't an easy road. It was hustle. You had to hustle. They don't realize that what did it take this individual to get to where they are today? Exactly. Well, and, and comparison, and I'm not going to tell you that I never do that because I do. I compare myself to other companies and why am I, aren't I doing this and how come I'm not doing this better? And I have to stop myself over and over again. I have to stop myself and say, stop. Comparison is like, is not a good thing, Liz. <laughs> mm-hmm. I literally put my hands on the sides of my eyes, like I've got blinders on, so I can't see anything else. And I have to remember that I've got my path. Mm. Oh, we absolutely. Each have, we each have our own path. 
and comparison. Benjamin Franklin said something about comparison, but basically stay in your lane, stay mm -hmm. in your lane. Your journey is not the person's next to your journey or, and their journey is not yours. You stay in your lane. Mm, yeah. I said that too, swim in your lane. Because I think that, and look, we all do, Liz, we're all human. We're always going to look at what other people are doing, how they're doing it. I think the difference is how we react and respond. So I think when you look at somebody you aspire this um, individual you could go they're more talented than me or I could never do that and so this will keep you in a very fixed mindset and stuck whereas if you've got this curious mindset oh, I'm, I'm curious of what are they doing to achieve I would love to learn from them I might even ask them to mentor me so you can see that we can respond and we are completely uh, in a different way and it, it is how we react to how we compare uh, ourselves to others absolutely Yes, mm. absolutely. And and it's important to, you know, have goals that you set for yourselves. And there's some great, you know, teachers out there that teach, you know, entrepreneurship, Brendan Burchard or Jeff Walker, all these different teachers out there that are teaching mm. all of these like powerful skills and tools and marketing and how to do things. And those are the people that you just want to become a student of, yeah. you know, somebody that that feels right to you or trust. I'm not advocating one or the other. But when you come across it, you'll go, oh, OK, great. This is someone that I can learn from. There's a ton of YouTube videos out there. And that also helps you to stay, keep you in your own lane. Yep. Spot on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The other question we love to ask our women is inspiration. Oh, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, is about pain points. We believe that everyone has pain points, whether it's in life or business. So Liz, what would be one of your biggest pain point, whether it's in business or life, that you stumble across all the time? And how do you work through your pain point? A pain point. Okay. I think my own pain, this is interesting. My pain point is my own mind, meaning that my pain point is just created within myself of, oh, I should have done this better. Or I should have done. It's, it's that critical mind. It's that critical judgmental mind like oh I should have done this job better oh I should have done it like they did or or why how come I'm not bigger by this point or how come I can't do the right so I have to learn to control that I have to learn to quiet that down to get into stillness and that's pretty much what I do I get into stillness I connect with who I tr truly am I do heart coherence that Greg Braden taught me put my hand on my heart I get tuned into who I truly am again and that helps to quiet the monkey mind for mm. me. Yeah. So maybe for our listeners, are you able to talk us through the um, heart and mind coherence, just high level for, because they're probably sitting there going, I wonder what that is. Oh, heart, heart. Absolutely. So we want to get drop into drop out of our minds and into our hearts, because what we've learned, scientists have now proven that just like the brain has feelings and thoughts as does the actual heart our heart the physical heart of ourselves not like oh being heartfelt but the actual physical heart organ has those feelings has responses and so what i do is that i literally put my hand on my heart and i feel the beating of my heart and I get very silent. And if I, if, if, if I start to drift away a little bit, I'll just say stillness and bring myself 
back into stillness and into oneness and feel my heart, touch my heart, feel my heartbeat and breathe. And I slow down the breath. That's the other thing that will help you get out of your mind. And you've heard, we've all heard that in yoga. I do belly breathing, do it from my solar plexus and not from my chest with my hand on my heart. And I slow myself down and I keep telling myself, come back to stillness, stillness, quietness, oneness. And that brings me back into a space of love, into a space of peace, into a space of who I truly am. There you have it. Wow. Hang on. I have to give myself a couple of slaps. I think I just zoned out. (laughs) Thank you, Liz. I feel very zen right now. That was beautiful. And I hope for our listeners, I hope you are not driving when you actually are listening to this. Um, I'm, you, you've, you've met amazing and wonderful people such as yourself, by the way. And uh, what do you think is one powerful piece of advice that you would like to live for our listeners for living a fulfilling life? What's one of the most profound things that you've heard that has really stuck with you? Well, my mother had a little saying and it went like this, walk your path with dancing feet and a song in your heart. So when I get caught up in all the bullshit of the world and all the drama and all the stupid little petty arguments, I come back to that. And that's that's actually on the back of all of our um, T-shirts and sweatshirts that we have. Walk your path with dancing feet and a song in your heart. And I go back to heart center. So one of the most important things for me that I've learned is that I need to surround myself with people that inspire me. I need to surround myself with that spiritual community, things that nourish and feed my soul, books, um, lectures, podcasts such as yours, Catherine. (laughs) I surround myself. And this this is not necessarily a plug for my Celebrate Your Life events, but do things like that. There is nothing like coming together in community with like-minded people in a place of joy, of peace, of intention that will really feed your soul. Now, we have never, ever done anything online, no online events or online courses. And this is our first year, our 25th year, that we are launching the first ever Celebrate Your Life online Soul Fest. And then with that, later on in the year, we're going to continue the conversation in a live event because I think all the online courses are completely amazing. There's terrific wisdom. You can make great connections, you know, on Facebook and have conversations. And I love them. And this program that we're, we're, we'll, we'll be launching in the next week or so is just off the charts fantastic. There's such great education. And always remember to feed your soul and go and be with people. You know, step away from your mobile device and go live life. Go be with people that nourish your soul. 
I think that's really important because you and you know, yeah. it's a big thing going online. You know, you've like I said, you've been doing it for twenty five years, and this is your first year, which we'll have in the show notes, by the way, for our listeners. Uh, but it is that I think it's still important from an uh, still yeah absolutely online gives you that connection. But I love the fact you're still going to follow up at a live event because I think it's really important to have this face to face connection, which I feel like we are losing because of all this technology nowadays and social media and so forth. I feel like people are not just not catching up as often as probably what. They probably did, you know, when I first started 10 years ago, we didn't have the internet or, well, we just, we did have the internet, what I'm saying. It was 25 years ago, we didn't have the internet, but 10 years ago was very different, very, very different. I know, Mm -hmm. I know. And I'm really, I'm so, and I want to share with the listeners as well. We've got this amazing project that we're launching. It's called the CYL Online Soul Fest. This CYL is the acronym for Celebrate Your Life. And it's a wonderful program. We've got over 55 spiritual visionaries encompassed in one program. And the beauty of this, of course, is that everyone around the globe can participate. Everyone around the world can take in all this amazing spiritual wisdom. We have spent the last several months doing all these fantastic video lesson interviews with speakers such as Martha Beck and Marcy Shymoff and Greg Braden and Dr. Bruce Lipton and Neil Donald Walsh and the list just goes on and on. And it's a wonderful tool for people. It's a wonderful way to say, okay, I'm gaining this great information and to keep yourself, you know, immersed in spiritual education Mm. in between being able to have live event experiences. That's what I think its purpose is, is that it's a great thing to keep yourself juiced up. And we have, along with this this program that we're doing, the Online Soul Fest, we also have all these fun bonus things that will be involved in it. And one of them is creating a private Facebook group for all the people involved in the Soul Fest, that anybody who signs up, you get to be put into this group where you have conversations with people from all over the world. So you get to connect with people. And that's what I love. You know, the internet has a has a wonderful purpose that it's served, you know, mm. if used in the light, if used in a positive way. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I I, uh, truly agree with that and I love the fact, I love all of those people that you just mentioned um, and beautiful souls. And I think it's that time, there's a real calling, you know, it's a new year, a new era, a new new decade and there's a real calling for the rise of spirituality. There is a calling for us to be more conscious as human beings. There's a calling for the rise of consciousness of this whole planet. Right. And we can no longer say, all right, I don't have access to it because Mm. it's right there for us. It's right there for us. So true. So true. Yeah. So Liz, as we start wrapping up the show, we always, always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you, my dearest? Oh, it's got to be joy. Play. No, I can't. I can't just use one word. Playful, joyful. I, <laughs> Joy. I, I think that after, especially after the first uh, couple of words we we said to another, I went, this lady's lots of fun and filled with joy. Absolutely. Oh, well, I love throwing spiritual parties. That's what I do for a living. I throw uh, spiritual, joyful parties. I love it. I love it. Yes. 
And the last question we always love to ask our woman of inspiration is to pick three shiny gold nuggets for our listeners. So Liz, what would be three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Okay. Um, Number one, being tenacious. Don't give up. Wayne Dyer said it perfectly. Don't die with your music still in you. Go after whatever your soul and your passion is calling you to do. Keep going for it. Number two, say yes. Just every time you want to say no, say yes to the universe. And when you say yes, allow your heart to completely open up and expand. Even even throw your arms open and say, yes, universe, that you are ready, that you are willing to step into what you are being called to do. And number three, take time for your spiritual nourishment and community. Take time to connect with like-minded people. Do something outrageous and, and, and come to a celebrate your life event or, or step out and maybe create your own meditation group. But take your time for your, take time out in your day for your spiritual nourishment and your education and connect with other people. Connect with community because it takes a village. Oh. Yeah. I love all three of them and I love that last one. I've got watery eyes now that you were saying um, uh, the whole community and uh, and it is it takes a whole village. It's It, it takes, takes a, a tribe. Yes, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I did not do this alone. My mother was by my side and then when my mother transitioned, I found a team, a team yeah. of people. It takes a village and it's a beautiful village when you create it. It's a beautiful village. Yeah. Wow, that's beautiful. How do you, and this is just my own personal question, how do you go about uh, connecting with the right individuals that are aligned with your values for what you do? What's your trick? Oh, in terms of uh, my team or? Yes, your team. Oh, my team. Okay, my team. Do they team. just come to you? Well, I've had a few of them just fall in my lap. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Literally. Um, I've also asked people. And when I interview people or talk to people, and if they're going to be part of our team, I I do say you, you have to be passionate about this. You've got to be passionate about serving the people, about bringing people together, about, um, you know, you, it just has, there has to be joy and excitement in your heart for all things spiritual and and bringing people together in this way yeah mm, I love yeah so it. I, I I really I use my intuition of course and I've made a lot of errors in that area definitely made mistakes in that area um but hopefully I'm moving through those uh, a little bit quicker these days quickly these days <laughs> I mean, that's that's how we, we learn, right? We learn from our mistakes. I always think that it's, it's, it's looking at it and like, okay, so this is the feedback, Catherine. What are you going to do differently next time? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So, Liz, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Well, two places. Right now, you can go to celebrateyourlife.com. That's www.celebrateyourlife.com. And once the Soul Fest launches, you can find it at online soulfest dot com mm. so that's it you can do either cyl online soulfest.com or just online soulfest 
www.celebrateyourlife.com. And then for our live events, it's celebrateyourlife.com. Liz, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. It's been so much fun, uh, lots of joy, as you were saying before. And um, I loved your energy. I loved you sharing your story and your wisdom with us. Thank you so, so very much for your time and your energy. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you inviting me to be on your show, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at katherineplanner. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.